What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. I'm Kenton Gibbs. We got Chris Allen in the building. Right here. We got Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And you know, this is episode number seven. Seven is supposed to be a lucky number and all that. But this is literally, quite literally, probably the least lucky show we have had yet. I mean... Today has been a mess in the individual lot, the rundown. All we got, all we got for y'all is negativity today. And I'm sorry. We don't want to do this, but we have to because it's the reality right now. We would love to tell y'all that everybody is healthy and everybody's playing again and everything is going again. But that's just not the case. So We don't want to lie. We don't want to lie. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And speaking of lying, we're going to open this thing up with the NBA, one of the NBA Player Association vice presidents, Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie, we talked about it last week in his stance on um, the fact that he didn't want to resume playing for, multi- for a multitude of reasons. Um, and one of the main factors that he cited was he wanted to see systemic change uh, in our country as far as everything that was going on and all that. And, you know, naturally, ESPN, the huge NBA contract that they signed, ABC, Disney, they came in. And they came in hard. They they sent the wolves after Kyrie. They dropped every type of anything you could think of, they probably said about him. So they were talk, we talked last week about the uh, whole... Or I don't know if we, we might not have talked about it, but the the fact that uh, it was stated by multiple media outlets that Kyrie Irving was cited as saying players could start their own league, um, which Nets teammates who were on the call vehemently denied from Theo Pinson to, I don't know this young man's last name, we're going to try to pronounce it the best we can, Chris Chioza, also known as Flash. He also said, um, and I quote, y'all are making sugar honey iced tea because we try to keep this PG-13 as possible. About my guy now, cut the cap. Y'all are really getting annoying. So now, from there, Kendrick Perkins, like I said, ESPN came at this man hard. Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A being the main two, and that's, that Kendrick Perkins cycle took on a life of its own. But let's just start here. Who do we think is lying? Who do we think is telling the truth between Kyrie and the media outlet saying that he uh, wanted to start his own team and Kendrick Perkins went as far as saying he was okay with playing and voted yes until they said that injured players wouldn't be able to go and then all of a sudden he threw a hissy fit and uh, all of a sudden changed, changed course. Who do we think is lying? Who do we think is telling the truth there? Talk to me. I mean, uh, crazy enough, we're doing this podcast uh, as part of sports media, but I can't think of a situation like this where we should believe the media. Um, mm. One, it's not a lot of people that should be thanking Kendrick Perkins to be a godsend from the heavens, except for one person, Paul Pierce, because ever since Kendrick Perkins joined the media, Paul Pierce is looking like... <laughs> <laughs> He's the winner of the game of zones. That's hey, all I'm going to say. Hey, the man. winner of the game of zones. Exactly. But in this case, man, I got to believe the uh, I got to believe Kyrie and the, the players in this situation that stuck up for him simply for, for this reason. I feel like the media is grabbing on the easy stories. And like I said last week, picking on Kyrie is low hanging fruit because we know that he, he, he's one guy in the media that. If he says some outlet, like, for example, I'm playing 2K last night, bro, and they did this whole thing with David Aldrich. I didn't skip it for some reason. But he was talking about how Kyrie jump shot got better because he felt uh, more in tune with his Native American spirit that he found on Ancestry.com. So if you want to pick on Kyrie and say some outlandish things or say that, like, he's the guy that wants to start his own league, that's low-hanging fruit for the media to grab onto, especially in a time where they're, like, clamoring to get new sports stories. Mm-hmm. But it's it's 
one thing that people forget is Kyrie is the vice president of the Players Association, and the the job of the Players Association is to make sure that players in the NBA have sport have have a voice. So if Kyrie is saying these things. I'm sure it's not just Kyrie hijacking these player associated meetings and just saying outlandish things. I'm sure it's other players that's voicing these opinions. And I'm sure if other players are sticking up for him, I don't think that I don't think that the media would know things that players that are on these phone calls or players that's on Kyrie's team wouldn't know. Right, right. Chris, what are we thinking? What's going on? <sighs> I, I I really just was prepared to say so much, but I forgot who we was talking about, man. We talking about Kyrie Irving. And it's not a stray in any way. But isn't Kyrie known to say some crazy things? Yeah, he, he was yes, the flat earth guy. Yeah, that's, He's that's the flat earth guy. That's the point I'm trying okay, to make. Okay, okay, okay. So when you were that type of player, you opened the door for the media to say whatever they want to say, correct? Like, I mean, I know it's still wrong. But, I mean, it, it makes the story seem so believable just off of your history. Right. His first impression in the media is just, he says crazy things. He just, he just. So, I honestly, I don't know if it's the truth or not because it sounds like something Kyrie with Kyrie, if that makes <laughs> sense. And, and here's my thing about it. Here's, here's where I stand on this thing. I don't know. I... I feel what y'all said, and there's no reason to believe the media here. And the Nets players, because he's not playing, and actually, statistically, it bears out, the Nets are a better team with him off the court. They have a higher plus-minus with him either injured or on the bench than they do with him on the court, so there's that. But, excuse me, but for whatever reason, I mean, they're teammates. So, of course, people would would have a, a tendency to lie for their teammates. But... There does seem to be, and I said this as soon as Kyrie's stance came out, I said, there's going to be a smear campaign like we ain't seen in a minute because it's the perfect storm of things. Right. Like Josh said, low-hanging fruit, number one. But number two, I think the biggest factor of this whole thing, there is nothing else going on, and people have lost so much money already. And the, the money factor is, for me, why I'm not surprised by Stephen A saying, well, he doesn't have a plan. There's no plan. There's no plan. At the end of the day, if they sit out the rest of this season, it gives them more time to properly develop a plan. And even if, as we'll get into later, there are a multitude of other reasons why this, this would probably be a good idea sitting it out. Even with the money lost, what instead could be lost is even more important. But Kendrick Perkins, <laughs> it, it just, you know, it really, it really, the, the things that he said, and he made a tweet saying, once again, we're going to try to keep this as PG as possible. MFers better be cool and chill because I honestly took it light on Kyrie today when I really could have exposed the, and he all caps this, 304, S-H-I-T, that he's doing on them phone conversation. Carry on. Now, here's, like I said, there are multiple angles to this. And like Kyrie is known to say some wild things. But the level to which this smear campaign is taking, the very first headline being Kyrie the disruptor, all the way up to Kendrick Perkins saying, if you put his brain in the bird, the bird will fly backwards. Like, at a point, this feels like this is not just we disagree or you're making a bad point. This feels like personal targeted attacks at this young man for taking the stance of we don't need to play, which will, in essence, cost a lot of people a lot more money. Right. It, it just will, you know? It, that, that's just the fact of the matter. That's just the fact of the matter. But it there. So I'm not, I'm not ready to scream from the hills that anybody that I know for a fact this person's lying or this person's telling the truth. Because regardless of what is true, I knew the smear campaign was going to happen, but I don't know whether or not the things that they're alleging Kyrie saying and alleging that Chris Paul, the president of the Players Association, didn't know about a lot of things that was going on. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not willing to, to go 100% one way or the other on it. 
But even moving past that, in this situation overall, who is looking worse here? The sports media or Kyrie? Who's looking worse? Um, I, th- I think it really depends on, on who you ask. I mean, uh, the, sp- the sports media is a, something that's never going anywhere. Right. So, so the sports media can easily twist it into looking like Kyrie is in the wrong in this situation. But I feel like Kyrie is just a microcosm of a of a lineage of guys that's like just regular dudes that the media needs a scapegoat in a lot of situations. Like I look at Kyrie as the new Rasheed Wallace or Ron Artest. Mm. And okay, all right. And I mean, I feel like if the if the media, me personally, I feel like the sports media looks worse than the situation. I feel like if they had a better uh, uh, a better situ if they handled the situation better or had better speaking voices talking about the NBA in the situation they could right. save face but when you got Kendrick Perkins talking like the, the uncle at the barbecue that don't know what politically correct means and he's just saying whatever on the air <laughs> like like come on man you can't you can't expose all of the blank blank that's going on in these phone calls because one Unless LeBron is personally telling you what's going on in these phone calls, even though you was in the league, you don't have a big enough plug to get in on these phone calls or know what's going on. Right. right. Second, second of all, this is the same man that uh, went on the air and was talking about how Michael Jordan is a punk for talking about the cocaine circus in the last dance. But you, you wanna uh, Jordan was a snitch, but now you wanna expose everybody for for the whatever Kyrie is saying in these phone calls. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the the sports media, even if Kyrie, even if what they're saying about Kyrie is true, the way they handled it has been has been poor at best. Right, Chris, talk to me. <sighs> Man, it's just. I'm sorry I'm like nonchalant about this topic because it's just <laughs> as we start talking about it, I just realize more and more who we talking about. And it's just right. right. And, and let me but, let me let me clear the air because Josh, you made the comment earlier. I know it's ironic that we're in the media uh, in a way. <laughs> right. But we're not the typical media. We are the media that we we are down to earth media. Like I mean, we not here to burn no bridges. We not here to argue about a topic and we not here to just sit here and disagree about a topic. Just for just for ratings, we're here I mean, to just like, talk about real how we really feel. Like we said in the first episode, the point of this podcast is to give you a, a release from everything that you're tired of in sports media, right. especially basketball. So, and, and and see, and just this topic is just about Kyrie, and I honestly am tired of Kyrie. Like I'm just, it's always something with Kyrie. It's I couldn't play with Brian Absolutely. because Brian was holding me up, right? And then it's oh, I called Brian and apologized, like. He's the most moodiest superstar there <laughs> and is, I, and and oh, go ahead, go ahead, bro. And it's just it's just nerve wracking because you don't know what to believe when it comes to Kyrie. And I really just wish the media just stopped speaking on Kyrie and just let Kyrie be Kyrie. Absolutely, I a thousand percent agree with that. I a thousand percent agree. Let's just stop talking about Kyrie altogether. But here's. Sports media looks worse for me, and I know that we gonna get into Kendrick Perkins a lot, but there are others who are also gonna catch this heat. It's not just ESPN. Wait, is Ryan Hollins ESPN as well? Uh, yes, he? sir. Okay, well, it may just be mainly ESPN <laughs> folks today. It happens like that from time to time. Whatever. But the fact of the matter is, them turning this into a test of players' medal and how competitive are you and how bad do you want to compete, dog. People are losing their life behind this thing. And even if we say every player is healthy, every player is strong, they're good enough to where if they catch it, they'll beat it, and whatever, 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 that's fine, sure. But would a mama beat it? Would a grandma beat it? Right. Would a granddad beat it? Would a dad beat it? Would a uncle beat it? Would a cousin, would a manager, would a, would a coaches beat it? Because some of these coaches, I'm sorry, but... If Stan Van Gundy was still on those sidelines for the Pistons, I would have been worried. I would have been worried. <laughs> hey, man, nah, Stan Van. Pop about seventy. Hey, I'm just Pop. If if Pop if Pop catches this, hey, listen, nobody would be shocked if it was like, well, he's coached his last game. That's that on that. He's in the. Oh, he's a, nah, Pop. Nah, <laughs> Pop. But, that, man. but but listen, but listen. 
I'm just being realistic about this thing. Pop is at that age where if he contracted this thing, he would nobody would be surprised if he was coaching on the hardwood in the sky. Like nobody would be oh wow, Pop's going <laughs> like that's how So even beyond that, for Perk to get on TV and then start crying and and have the whole moment about going into all these personal things with him and KD and how him and KD were brothers and how uh, his kids call him Uncle KD and his wife cooking oxtails and, and mac and cheese and all that and Stephen A breaking down what the definition of a sellout is and all this and that. Sports media just looks so awful on so many levels right now. Right, I'm, I'm sorry. So- I know we uh, I know we go through the process of going through the rundown together every week. But did you did you include Stephen A doing the definition of a sellout in this one? Oh, I did not. I did not. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, it if you want to go, it should have just been a still image of the pot calling the kettle black. Because Stephen A done had a lot. Of- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stephen A done had a lot of things. This. And here's here's my thing about it. Here's my thing about it. If you are going to go down this sports media route, if you are going to go down the sports opinion route in particular, because nobody is going to be talking about the folks on outside the lines, because outside the lines are just sports report. They just report what happened. They may give an opinion here and there, but for the most part, it is straightforward. These are the facts of what happened. They may... Even they have gotten more into opinion lately, but it still is not as much, nearly as much as a first take, as an undisputed, as a first thing first, all that. So when you take these stances, when you say, oh, you if we put your brain to bury, you'll flop backwards. And then the thing that made all of them look the worst to me was when Kendra Perkins said, there were three people who were lynched in the last week, and we're not talking about them because we're talking about you, Kyrie Irving, and distraction. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. And fellas, I, I tweeted this out. I'm going to say it again on there. Just if any time there has been a murder of a person of color or a black person in America that was associated with a hate crime or even by law enforcement, When's the last time ESPN covered it and it wasn't already a national story? Tell me one that y'all remember that wasn't like a huge national story. I don't remember talking about any at all except Trayvon for a week and George Floyd. Them the only two. And both of those were huge national stories that have protests behind them. And here's my thing. I'm not even saying, oh, ESPN has a duty to cover that. Because you don't. You're a sports network. Fox Sports does not have a duty to cover that. Turner Sports don't have a duty to cover that. You're sports, and that's okay. But to sit up here and use those deaths to say, oh, Kyrie, you lack leadership because we're not talking about them, that, to me, is you absolutely right to call them a sellout. You're absolutely right because you're using deaths as a prop. When we talked about a death on this show, it was because it was directly related to, hey, this player may feel a certain way because his mother was taken by this thing. And it was pertinent to the conversation. We were not going to bring in some random deaths that did not have anything to do with anything in that manner, other than a moment of silence at the end of the show. So to sit up here and say that, and then to come on TV crying after, come on, man. Come (laughs) Stand on it, dog. Not to mention... Not to mention that even though these events are happening, I feel like, and I'm I'm saying this as humble as possible, I feel like we didn't really just use that to gain some some form of clout. Like we we exactly. we acknowledged it, and we we talked about certain situations pertaining to it, but we also we also covered more ground on it. Like we just we we looked at the bigger picture instead of just looking at the the main point, and the bigger picture was that. This is something serious going on and that something needs to change. I know the media is just they they using they, they talk about the current event, but they're not they're not getting it from a point of view from somebody that's not rich or somebody that's not famous. They just getting a point of view from people that around the league or around the media that have money where you know they they're pretty much protected in a lot of situations like that. So right. and I f- I feel like we shed a lot of light on that compared to other media. So I mean and gives I think the only story and no nah, that wasn't even because I I know I've heard the media refer to the um refer to you know how the players wear the I can't breathe shirts. 
I right. forgot what originally that was for, but the Aaron the Garner's M- Aaron yeah, yeah yeah Aaron Garner's murder, and I think they did cover that right before the media like blew it up. And and you know what, I'll even go with that. But even in that, there was a sports angle to it. Players were wearing "I can't breathe" shirts by the time that it was already. But but right. even yeah yeah know, well like, yeah I mean, I'm giving I'm giving credit to the to players I'm saying versus the media oh, like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, players okay, acknowledged okay. it first. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you know what? I'm 17 years of football ain't great for the brain. My memory may be bad. They may have covered it before the shirt. But here's what I do know for a fact. Good morning, America is not talking about Kyrie. You know, you know what I mean. Like your local news ain't talking about Kyrie. National news ain't talking about Kyrie. Sports news is because you know what? We're sports. That's what we do. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what we get paid to do. That's what we aspire to get paid to do. If you're just starting off, so this this whole idea and using that to me, that that was the moment for me because before that it was like. The sports media was looking kind of bad, but it was like, eh, Kyrie has, and as uh, Josh said earlier in our group chat, credibility is something that you don't know you need till you need it. Right. And Kyrie lost his a while ago with the flat earth thing and all that. But so it was leaning towards the sports media looking bad just because it was, it was how blatant it was that this was a smear campaign. But, but Perk took it over the edge. I mean, he just... He tipped the scales in a way that I have not seen in a while. And it's honestly sad. I mean, at the, same, at the same time, if we looking at like a, a track record as far as as far as how people are perceived, we can also look at Perk because when uh, unfortunately, when Kobe passed, uh, something was going on between Kendrick and KD because Kendrick was saying, you know, they call my kids, call him Uncle KD and all that. And Kendrick reached out to KD on Twitter when that happened. Like, I want to bury the hatchet. Let's be brothers again. I love and then you. KD, KD shot another jab. <laughs> yeah, KD was like, miss me with that, with that uh, uh, sugar honey iced tea. So, I mean, we, we don't know as much about Kendrick because he's not a big a star as Kyrie, but we don't know the credibility of his character either. And you know, and you know what? I didn't want to. I want to move on from this segment, but there's one more thing we need to talk nah, about. Give him all the strays possible. No, oh, it's not just him catching the strays. <laughs> the entire big three Celtics team, with the exclusion of Ray Allen, because Ray Allen going about his business. He mind his business. You don't really. Jesus Sutterworth. Jesus Sutterworth. <laughs> but everybody else on that team. Boy, you would think that they got as many titles as, as Kuzi and Russell, the way that they talking. The bro, they... oh my God. Why is, bro, that's the only thing keeping Kendrick <laughs> Perkins relevant, bro. The only just, thing. The only player that should have this type of confidence in that whole lineup is Kevin Garnett. I just don't understand. I'm a, The Pistons won as many championships as them, and I'm talking about the, the 04 Pistons. This is, I'm sorry, not 04. Was that? Yeah, that was, was it 04. 04 or 04? That was 04. 04. Oh, that was 04. Okay. I don't, I don't know why I'm doubting myself on Pistons history here. But yeah, the Pistons in 04, they got as many titles as y'all. Like, what are y'all do? And they have way more Eastern Conference Finals appearances after that. They sustained <laughs> their level of play much longer. You do not hear them out here like this. You don't hear Tayshaun Prince out here. Kyrie, Cha- listen, listen. Chauncey is in the media more than all of them, and he doesn't even talk about his title. Right. He doesn't even talk about his title. And he don't spend eight days a week talking about how soft the new players are. How oh we ran LeBron over. Oh we made. Oh my Chauncey. Chauncey gives oh. gives the credit in the league where it's due. Chauncey yeah. says the league is different and it's a lot harder in the league nowadays. He does say stuff like that. It's just it, it blows my mind the way that those Celtics talk. It blows my mind. There was literally a highlight tape or a highlight. <laughs> I don't even know if I can call it a highlight tape or highlight reel. <laughs> so much as like a highlight clip, a highlight TikTok, if you will. Bro, bro, was- bro. My, hey, hey, I'm sorry to get on the tangent. Uh, and to cut you off again, but y'all got off the funniest thing about them Celtics was you know how Kevin Garnett on TNT and they had the reunion on the show and they was just talking about how they didn't want to invite Ray Allen and then how that team was just so legendary. I almost cried Man. laughing at that because it's like, dog, you would think they won five titles. That's a franchise that's that's that won one ring in 35 years. 
And Ray Allen got more titles than all y'all. So what's really <laughs> going on? What's oh, really man. going on here, man? It's it's embarrassing. If I'm Perk, I'm embarrassed. If I'm Paul Pierce, I'm embarrassed a little bit. Because don't get me wrong, you are you reach the highest pinnacle in the hardest league, in, in the hardest basketball league in the world. I'm not arguing that. I'm not sit, taking away from that. But you reached it one time, and you think that that gives you the right to just talk crazy about any and everybody that you come across. Tim Duncan got more championships right. than all y'all. And I mean, he just... He might have been go about his way. And don't get me wrong, on top of that, the one year that Boston won all the years they was together, they had the perfect path to win. Exactly. Dwayne Wade was hurt. Shaq was hurt. So Miami is gone. Dwight Howard was in his, what, third season with no second Mm -hmm. star. LeBron's second best player was, what, Larry Hughes? Larry Hughes. Uh, you can say Elgowskis. I would think it would be Elgowskis. I'll be honest with you, man. Larry Hughes, them first couple years he was with Brian, Larry Hughes was a baller. He made a couple defensive teams. So I'm not saying I'm not saying that, that Larry Hughes is balls. Larry Hughes did his thing for sure. Not Larry not. Hughes, to me, is equivalent to a, a, a shooting guard version of Trevor Ariza, if we want to be honest. Hey, I agree. I that's, agree. That's cool. And, and here's the thing for me. Here's the thing for me. Like you were saying, Josh, the perfect path. Y'all got there, and y'all met Kobe and Paul Gasol. First that season was, together, rookie Ariza, second year buying them. That, and Gasol yeah, was there it, for three months. Exactly. And that, my friends, that, my friends, is a, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm and the only, this is, man, and not to mention, Bron took them a tough, tough series. It wasn't right. even like. Exactly. Yo, they went and six it, with the washed up pistons. And it and it, it kills me. It kills me the way that they act like Kevin Garnett is always screaming about how they ran Brown up. You know what, Kevin Garnett? You've earned that. You earned the right. You can talk like that, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I give Kevin Garnett a pop, a pass because he's in my top twenty five players all time. You, if you watch the games, if you really know what those Wolves teams were without him, there's no way that he's outside your top. At max, 50, 35 maybe. Right. He, he can't be outside of that if you saw what those Wolves teams were. But the, the rest of y'all, Paul, slow it down. Slow it down. You talking about Kendrick. the guy that's better than D-Wade? <laughs> yeah, okay. His, I, I, I his plug this, is better than D Wade. I, I, I saw this uh stat, man. I, I wish I could I wish I saved it so I could put it in a group chat. It was like a NBA Legends last games. Um played <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> and it was Kobe sixty points. I think Dirk had like twenty seven and seven or something like that. D Wade had damn near a thirty point triple double. Paul Pierce had zero points for zero, one minute zero, play. Zero. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like like Draymond said, they don't love you like Kobe. You thought you was Kobe <laughs> chasing that farewell. But I just you know what? And and I, like I said, fans, this was not gonna be a lucky show. This was not gonna be a positive show. We wish we could bring y'all some positivity. But but we gotta move on from that. When we get sports hurt. back when we get sports back, we'll be more positive. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But at the moment, it's we, it's not looking like we're gonna get sports back because we're trying to get it back too early. We ain't bro. You know, Right now, America is being that class that's acting up, and the teacher said, whatever class behave the best, get a pizza party. Because New Zealand already got live sports back. They already right. got soccer being played, rugby being played. Meanwhile, America, we keep acting up. We can't get a pizza party. Because well, uh, elaborate on that, though, Giz. Why, why is New Zealand like that? Just elaborate on that. Just... Oh, well, well, first of all, first of all, we do have to acknowledge that New Zealand has certain advantages over America, like a smaller, more homogenous population, but no, and a uh, lower, uh, less dense population. So there's less people in, in concentrated areas, which obviously helps the spread of a pandemic or whatever. But also, New's leaders were extremely decisive and they said we do not the economy ain't important the jobs ain't important what we need to do right now is shut everything down anybody Facts. who was coming in had to do a 14-day quarantine before they went anywhere Facts. before you went anywhere and they their stay-at-home order was not a like oh you should 
oh, you should think about it. They did it the right way. They did it early. And I think theirs lasted six, maybe eight weeks. And they, they were and they good. They good. They were good. But America can't I hate it here. right. Can't never get the pizza party. We not going to get our pizza party. Because it's, it's a mess. Now, the of the concerns we were speaking of earlier, one of the big ones is health. The bubble city for the basketball teams has already been announced as Orlando. And boy, when I tell you I've got some news for anybody who thought, oh, yeah, you know, Orlando, they'll be all right. Governor Ronda said, and this is according to News 6 WKMG uh, out of Orlando. Governor Ron DeSantis said 260 workers at the Orlando International Airport, which is the largest airport in Orlando, have tested positive for the coronavirus after nearly 500 employees were tested. Now, for those of y'all who aren't math majors and mathematicians and all that, <laughs> 260 out of 500, mind you, it's nearly 500, so there were actually less than 500 tested, but we'll go with 500 to make the numbers round and even. 260 of 500 is 52%. Over half of the people tested were positive in Orlando. And that's at the time of testing. It take If you take a test, it don't show immediately. So some dudes could be positive and it took three days for they... Exactly. Exactly. And then on top of that, another side effect of that happening was players who were supposed to be flying in are now trying to find a different airport to arrive in because they may have to fly into smaller, less busy airports and bus to Walt Disney World from whatever smaller airports they uh, fly into. That's from uh, Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports uh, NBA. It's just... This is baffling me. I'm at a loss for words. I I think Gibbs... I'm going to let y'all take it away because I'm at a loss for words. I'm sickened. I'm disgusted by what we got going on. So I'm going to let y'all take it away. I'm going to just be quiet and listen to y'all because I can't do this right now. Look, man, as, as, as someone that knew this was coming like the second i heard of coronavirus taking place in china you could go back and look at my tweets and people was getting on my head because they was like you want a cookie for knowing a pandemic was coming back in january bro i'm like america i know it's not gonna happen because americans are privileged and we too worried about money in january i was like bro shut this down for like a month and we're gonna be straight if landlords don't want to pay their tenants rent or whatever, bro, America got enough bread to where they can send some stimulus checks, which all this pandemic proved was that America got money for all the things that they claim they can't do. Absolutely. But Absolutely. Americans are too privileged. All we had to do was shut this down and we would have been straight. Shut shut the whole thing down for like a month and maybe not allow travel for a little bit longer than that because you don't know where people are coming from. But we would have had sports back at this point, cause when the, when it first started, people talking about like, oh yeah, we about to have live events back up in here by by July August. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, <laughs> no you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. And just speaking on, we're not even talking about the country as a whole, bro. Just speaking on Florida, cause that's what's on topic. They up twenty six percent in the last five days. And mind you, the numbers from those positive tests were June seventeenth. The incubation period is 14 days. Now, what happened approximately 14 days before the 17th? Memorial Day weekend. Uh-huh. You about to die for Chris, some, some burnt hot dogs. That's wild. I'm, like I, I'm, trying to, I'm struggling to keep it PG. Chris, go ahead. I, I can't. <laughs> go on, man. Gibbs, 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 Gibbs. I'm... I'm I, am I going? I'm gonna say this, Gibbs. Am I the only one that common sense, Gibbs? Am, am I like? Are we the only three with common sense? Because if 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 you you were thinking literally, and I mean this is like surface level thinking, not even deep thinking. If you see the where it originated from is China, correct? Correct. That's where it's believed to originate from. Uh, okay, so and you see they 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 go through everything before we go through anything, correct? Absolutely. So why do we not look at their pattern and look what happens over there and apply and get ready for what's going to happen over here? Because I don't know about y'all, but if I see something clearly happen, happen out there, why would I not think it happens here? Hey, China's straight, bro. Americans too, Americans too privileged. China was like, we shutting this down and the citizens ain't had nothing to say because they ain't got that privilege. 
China got 193 new cases in the past 30 days, bro. I know, but they had their second wave already, though. Exactly. They've okay, already okay. going through the second wave. And let me right. tell you, to be honest, I don't even know if we know what the first wave. Because that's what I, I mean. We, we already we already tripled we already tripled China numbers though. We've already tripled China's numbers. And that and so and so a lot of people are saying that China's putting out false numbers or whatever the case may be. I don't I don't even care about the argument of what China is or is not. That's what we do. What I do care about. <laughs> what I do care about is what the virologists are telling us. We do not have any medical degrees. Between all three of us, no one has a medical degree. But you know who does? Dr. Fauci. He's the lead virologist in the damn country. That is the person we should be listening to. But no, everybody want to do their own thing. Everybody want, oh, I don't need to wear a mask. This is a free country. I'm an American. Congratulations, American. Congratulations, Miss. I'm a red blooded American. I'm a, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Because now we're not going to have basketball back because of you. Oh, I get it. You don't like basketball? You want football. It's okay, friend, because that's going to be our next story. Because once again, episode seven ain't lucky here. There's no <laughs> luck to be found. Have we talked so about we, anything positive this episode? <laughs> Oh, absolutely look, not. Look, man, as someone that consumes one more, I guess you call it a sport than y'all, um, I consume wrestling. Usually that's my only safe haven or positive in, in sports. But according to the last week they had between sexual assault and coronavirus cases, bro, I can't even I can't even look at that as positive. So this just wrestling like, <laughs> wrestling has coronavirus cases. They they didn't for a while. But somebody came out and was like, hella people, because what they doing is in order to like simulate a real crowd, they've been having um they they basically been having like trainees in the crowd simulating a real crowd, and reportedly a bunch of them just came down with cases and they trying to sweep oh. it under the rug. Oh my lord. Oh my lord. Who could have saw that coming? Who could have <laughs> saw that having large groups of people together in the middle of a pandemic was not a good idea. As I've said before, and as I'll say again, it's literally not a case of, oh, like we don't know anything about this and it's so unpredictable and da 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 da. The experts are the experts for a reason. I'm not gonna ask Dr. Fauci, which one do you think is better for the personnel that I have on this team, a 3-4 or 4-3? You know why? Because he's not an expert in football strategy. He's not an expert in defense. That's not his thing. I'm not gonna go up to an epidemiologist, a virologist and say, hey, friend, I need to know, do I need to go run and gun or do I need to go slow half, half court, grind it out with these basketball players I've got here? because it's not their area of expertise. But right now, we need to listen to them because the, their area of expertise is affecting everything in our lives. If we could just listen and sit down for half a second, everything would be back, everything. But we haven't and we won't because you know, America go America and that's fine, that's fine. But I just don't understand why people are so upset that we're not having things and everything not coming back when people are literally just moving like it went away. When news outlets are literally talking about, oh yeah, people are going to the beach post-corona. Post? Post as an after? <laughs> post as an after? Or you mean post like Malone, like it's just a dirty assemblance of like uh, cells, like that type of post. Because I know you didn't mean post as an after. No offense, Post Malone. Actually, all offense. I'm sorry, Post Malone. All offense. But still, like, did you just what? apologize to Post Malone? Yeah, no, no. I, I, I as soon as I took that out, edit that out, <laughs> right. I'm playing. Don't edit it out. Leave it in there. But, but why? <laughs> but why? And like I said, we have no good news for you today. So don't don't think that we're gonna close it out with hugs and kisses and happy. Cause it only gets worse. It only gets worse from here. Now, as I was saying, we are, we are already in this, this case of uh, Orlando, the bubble city, coming down with a bunch of cases at the airport. D 
Do y'all think that it has a potential to spread to the uh, the actual facilities and the actual players? Like, even if they don't fly in and they bust somewhere else, and I mean, they fly into somewhere else and bust in, do y'all think that that has the... Do y'all think it's likely that it spreads to the players? Man, I... All right, uh, I, I... Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. I'm going... I hate being down this way today. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But once again, are we the only three with some common sense? Because in my mind, if I'm an NBA owner and I have billions of dollars, I would just get a private plane, land in a private area, and let my players get out in private. If the, You know what I mean? Well, why even have them go anywhere near the public? We have enough money where, and we're going to get the money back as soon as the league gets back going. Because it's not, it's, right. it's for a fact going to get back going. They're not going to cancel the NBA forever. Right. But they're going to have get their money right back. And they might even get a bonus because people realize how important sports are now. So they're going to get even more money back on top of that. Because they're going to have sold out, more sold out arenas because people are going to take advantage of the time they have to go because something like this has happened. So. Man, so am I wrong for thinking that it's like that easy to just, you know, do everything private? Like, I mean, is it is it that? Am I wrong for thinking that? Here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. I don't think that you're wrong for thinking that everything can be done in private. In theory, that's a great idea. So, like, it's literally taking the the bubble city idea and just concentrating it further. Like, say, instead of having a bubble city, we're going to have a bubble of 10 blocks. Like, that's in essence, everything going to be private. We're going to do everything in this little zone. But the reality, like we said, can we trust everybody who's going to be there? The tile boy, tile girl, the water boy, water girl, the trainers, the assistant coaches. The, can we trust everybody to keep it in there? I don't think we can. I don't. And so at this point, with it, with it spreading at the airport, well, I'm sorry, but the folks who work at the airport don't just live at the airport. They go home to their families. And their families don't all work at the airport. You know what I mean? Like, somebody work at Smoothie King. Somebody work at uh, Lowe's. Somebody work at Walmart. Somebody work at the gas station. And you see you see how that happened, you know? Hey, man, we, we really, we don't even have a... This thing not close to being over because we don't even really have a grasp on how it works yet. Like exactly. we don't know, we don't we don't so even wait, know wait. like how it spreads, how it gets contracted fully yet. So wait, like, wait, wait, guy, 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 yes, guy, you mean to tell me something we've been dealing with since March? We don't even know how it spread. They ain't figured that out. Yet. <laughs> they ain't figured. And that they out. talk about wait, wait, guy. I'm just, I'm just repeating what you say, <laughs> just so the audience realize how smart you it sounds. You get what I'm saying? So we we're about to start an NBA season where we shut it down so fast that the one person caught it. And it turned out so many people in the league had it. And we don't even know how it spreads. Man, look, this thing been around since at least January. And it was like, uh, you could put on a mask. My lord. I mean, My I mean, lord. look, look, I'm... I got blocked on Twitter because it's people on there. I'm talk. I'm doing my thing months ago talking about how, yeah, this thing going to spread and we need to be safe and all that. And everybody in my mentions talking about, man, it ain't serious. Just wash your hands. You still get a cold after you wash your hands, don't you? So you about to start a, you about to stop a super virus with some, with some, uh, with some Dawn. Oh, not come on, come on, man. Not dog. Come on, man. Hey, Dawn is kind of strong, though. They, they <laughs> commercial. Hey, the commercial where they clean off the little ducks that you know, oil spills <laughs> and whatnot. It's beautiful stuff, man. It's tear jerking. It's tear jerking. You about to stop a super viral with some Paul Myloff? Come on, man. Cut it out. First, they told us to wash our hands. Now you're talking about masks. They don't have a vaccine. They don't have antibiotics. They don't even know how this thing spread yet. So, you mean to tell me a place where. It's a crazy amount of new cases, and it's going to go up. I don't mean to be the negative person, but it's going to go up in the next coming weeks. Like, well, it's, it's almost we, inevitable. We, even if dudes, I'm predicting. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Okay, I'm predicting that maybe common sense will kick in when all this starts going into motion. Like, like you know what? Maybe the players will stand up and just be like, I don't think this is a good idea anymore. <laughs> like, because they got to so, be seeing these numbers just like we are. And so here's my the thing that blows me the most about this. These are professionals. Most of them 
actually not most, a good number of them make more than the coaches. A good number of them will outlast the coaches. Why are they not saying, eh, no, I'm good. Right. And granted, Jay Williams uh, of, of uh, ESPN was talking about how a lot of NBA players live paycheck to paycheck. You know, maybe stop trying to keep up with the Joneses and the Jameses and the Currys and the, the Leonards and the Hardens of the world. But that's another story for another time. But so I get that, like, oh, folks want the money and they want all that. But this is y'all are the professionals. Y'all have a lot more leverage than your quote unquote amateur counterparts that we're going to get into in a bit here have. Why are they not standing up and saying, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I don't care what y'all got going on, what y'all think. I'm not doing it. It's not worth it. It's just not. Even if we work under the, the, the idea that all of the players themselves who catch it, they'll just have a cold or a sniffles or a flu or whatever. Like, that's what it'll feel like for them. They're still conscious of the fact that they all have families. They all have mothers, daughters, sisters, brothers, cousins, uncles, dads, granddads, nephews, nieces. I just don't. Somebody talk me off the ledge because at this point, like what? Man, I mean, it's it's inevitable that a place that got this many new cases, bro, it don't matter if you don't take the airport or whatever. Somebody going to get something. But why why are the NBA players, why are the professional well, players not standing up and saying, I'm not doing it? Well, what do y'all think is going on there? I mean, the same thing that's been going on with with everything, bro. I mean, money. Yeah. Money. I mean, these dudes already got millions of dollars, but if they like, hey, if y'all don't finish this season and we don't get this TV deal, y'all not getting y'all bread, I'm pretty sure a lot of them players is like, hey, I'm ready to play. On, on top of being competitive, so I feel that. And so I said that we was gonna get into their college counterpart later. Two of the biggest of the big fish, the two competitors for the national championship last year in college, LSU and Clemson University, both saw uh, outbreaks of COVID. As well as, and, and mind you, the Texans and the Cowboys, they're also in the professional ranks. So they're much like the NBA players, a lot of the same dynamics going on there. But with Clemson and uh, LSU, um, they it's, it, it's baffling for the simple fact that these are, these are college players, amateurs, if you will. That's what they're called, at least, by the NCAA. And they're sitting up here, how to face this thing. As reports came out that Clemson announced, Clemson Athletics announced Friday, thus far in the month of June, 28 individuals have tested positive for COVID-19 out of 315 tests complete, out of 315 completed tests. Man. 23 of those positive tests stem from football players, according to the Athletics' Grace Rayner. But wait, there's more. Because we are not Billy Mays today, boy. There's, <laughs> you know, we. whenever you think the bad news is over, we Billy Mays with bad news. Because wait, there's more. The there's now, always you get, two, you get two COVIDs for the price of one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> LSU football players test positive, and 30 are reportedly in quarantine. I just... So between the two, that's 53 players. I just, and people still think we're having football in the fall. I don't understand what is going on. I mean, we are not in the, the we're not in this early spring. We're not in like barely at the end of winter where some places are starting to get hot. We're starting summer we're about to hit tomorrow is the summer solstice and y'all are telling me that y'all expect fall sports with players testing positive left and right what's going on i mean at this point where are these players to where i didn't even think players were allowed on campus 
Like, since when were Yeah, man, because they're not even taking classes in the classroom right now. They're online classes. So right. So I'm trying to are they, are they having campus. workouts? Oh, 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 are they having workouts, Gibbs? You, you are inside they, source, Gibbs. Are they having workouts? I was just about to say, I know for a fact that there are certain teams. You don't that, have to say um, school. You don't have to say school. Just there, So I'll say this. I know for a fact that there are certain teams that are doing the um, voluntary player-run practice thing. Um, But I'll say, for those of you all who did not participate in sports in college, the terms voluntary and player-run are, um, they are, I don't know how, oh, they're they're dog whistles for, Actually, no, they're not even dog whistles. They're fillers. They're, they're literally fillers. You can take them out because they don't really exist. Like, a player-run practice is the coaches giving the players a script and saying, hey, this is probably what y'all should work on. This or this is what I would want to see. And as far as voluntary, okay, don't be a voluntary if you want. <laughs> don't be a voluntary if you want. Tell me how that goes for you, kiddo. So, I mean, that's that's probably what's happening here, as well as I believe that there are some colleges that are uh, trying and pushing for players to come back. Because as I saw earlier today in a very interesting series of tweets, Jarvis Landry of the Cleveland Browns tweeted, how is college athletes on campus, right? Meaning right now. Amari Rogers, the uh, best receiver at Clemson or the leading returning receiver, uh, from Clemson, I believe. Uh, he quoted that tweet with, they need that money off us with the yawning emoji. So, I mean, this... I, like, does somebody have to die or get seriously sick? Because a lot of people were commenting, commenting under both articles saying, well, there doesn't seem to be any serious hospitalizations. There doesn't seem to be anybody seriously injured. Like, I don't think that they understand how this thing works in that it may be the sniffles for Amari Rogers. It may be the sniffles right. for Jarvis Landry, but it may not be for their girlfriends, their wives, their brothers, their their nephews, their cousins, their uncles. I it I just don't understand. And, and the saddest part of, the saddest part about that all is if it's not Jarvis Landry and this is cousin that get it and pass, is anything really gonna change? Cause cause and, the, and the media not gonna care unless it's one of the players that's making the money. Back back to back to a point we said a couple episodes ago. I really think that the sports world needs this interview and 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 it's to Gibbs point. I think it was three episodes, don't quote me, but three episodes ago. Why why can't Rachel Nichols sit down with Carl Anthony Towns? Because if Carl Anthony Towns is anybody, right now is the time for him to make his name for the for the sports world because I feel like he, to this day he's still the most affected by this, and I feel like they need to get someone with that high profile to get their opinion because Carlton Town lost his mother from this, and his father also had it. He didn't pass, but he was also severely sick. So Carlton Towns is one person that with a high profile who I feel like understands the severity of this. I feel like not enough players have lost lost uh, family members or close relatives from this virus so i feel like they can't really relate and they can't really see the severity of it so if the media could just interview carthy Towns, i think that would shed light on a lot of the situation right. and i don't know if y'all agree with that or not but i mean hey but here's and here's the part that confuses me so much i was always taught be proactive not reactive yeah i was always taught that like hey if somebody is suffering, if somebody's going through an immense amount of pain and you like know it and you can do something to prevent it, you you ought to do something. The idea that a lot of these people are pushing is just wildly ridiculous. The idea that people are like, oh, well, they're teenagers. How many teenagers have died of this? There ha- the death rate is not zero. The death the, the percentage of death chance may be small, but it's not zero. And even for college athletes, it's not going to be zero if all of them get it. And everybody, I mean, it's, it, but, but it's high. It's high compared to any other kind of sickness. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, it just doesn't, for me, it's just confusing because I, 
I don't understand how if we can prevent suffering, why won't we do it? And everybody keeps saying, well, if they're healthy, then let them go and, and keep the ones who are unhealthy, keep them on extra precautions. Dude, we don't know. First of all, the assumption that every college football player is in stellar condition, <laughs> boy, do I have news for you. And this, and this is more so for the freshmen because most guys, especially on the FBS level, when you've been in for two to three years, you're going to have a decent baseline of, of um, a decent health baseline for the most part. At absolute worst, you're going to be decent. But there are incoming freshmen who are coming from high school programs that didn't exactly have a booming weight room, a booming training program. They didn't do all the right things on the offseason. They're going to come in a little off shape, out of shape, a little heavy, a little whatever. And it puts them at great risk for what? Injury. And again, even if we say, well, they're teenagers, the teen death rate is extremely low. Okay, that's fine. But again, if they get it and spread it to people who are not teens, like teenagers don't just hang around teenagers. That's not how it works. Teenagers do not only interact with teenagers during the day. And it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me. It is so ridiculous to me. And I, I want to delve into this a little bit. The like we've talked about it already, but even with Amari Rogers saying the, the quiet part out loud, they need that money off us. Are like, is money that much at the core of all this, to where we're like, hey, it, if a player dies, if a player's family member dies, they die. Like we. <laughs> We're not gonna miss out on our our money because of the risk of some of y'all family dying. Like, is that where we are with this thing? Yeah. Well, I I really think I really think that it's not it's not fair because being a college athlete, if you say, "Oh, I don't want to go to practice. I don't feel comfortable, coach." When the season actually does start, how is that gonna have you standing with your coach? You get what I'm saying? So. How do I know that's not gonna hurt me on my playing time? How do I know that's not gonna hurt me in the in, in getting the, that shot when I want that shot? How is it gonna hurt me my performance with with the team if I don't go out there and practice now? Because and that's exactly what I've been as far as the PRPs and the uh, voluntary uh, workouts that you know. And granted, LSU spread is believed to be from a. Uh, a party somewhere. That's where it's believed to be. I mean, from. they're in college. They're in college, so I mean, it's not. It's not unlikely. It's not unlikely. I mean, and I, I get that. I get that. But I just, woof. It's just. It's. 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 It's literally astonishing to me to see that we. I'm aware, as a former NCAA athlete. And as somebody who loves college sports, who loves sports in general, who looks at college sports, I'm aware of the value placed on these players, on these athletes. I get it. I truly get it. I truly get that, you know, they they are paid for a reason. But this here is like, this is sinister. This is almost sinister. And I want to go back to another quote from, uh, from uh, Mike Gundy where he said... Um, during a press conference, hey, the the NCAA, the presidents of these universities, the Power Five Conference Commissioners, the athletic directors need to be meeting right now. We need to start coming up with answers. In my opinion, if we have to bring our players back, test them, they're all in good shape. They're 18, 19, 21, 22 years old. They're healthy. A lot of them can fight it off with their natural body, the antibodies, and the build that they have. There are some people that are asymptomatic, if that's true, then we sequester them. And people say that's crazy. No, it's not crazy because we need to continue because we need to continue and budget and run money through the state of Oklahoma. Once again, another saying the quiet part out loud moments. You are now commodifying these athletes to say their existence, their presence, their playing this game makes the economy so much money that if we allow them to sit out due to a pandemic, there will be an economic collapse behind it. But these players aren't paid. So we, I, I get the value of not paying. I get why that's a thing. I get people aligning their pockets 
why these players get a a scholarship. I get it. Okay. But this is just, this is next level. This is some scorched earth type stuff. Like, please, somebody tell me that there's human decency out here. I mean, <laughs> I don't know who'll be upset by this. I'm pretty sure the fan base that we got at this point wouldn't be upset at the point that I'm making. But um, we live in America, which was built off of uh, humans with little to no morality. So I'm not surprised that at this point people are risking lives, especially a young children that can provide them something on the on the football field to to make money. We've all seen that these organizations have more than enough money. These corporations have more than enough money to be fine for a couple of months if we shut this down and get everything clear. But that's not what that's not what's important to them because they aren't putting their lives at risk being on a field with a hundred other human beings who, let's say if 10% of them are sick, 10% is a lot. I think the problem, Josh, is that a lot of them don't think that shutting it down is going to be what fixes it. I think that's the problem. I mean, what what other solution is there? It's literally like... And and a lot of people are starting to say that this is just going to be something, which I am too. I think this is going to just be something we just have to deal with like forever. Because I mean, it's just gonna be. Even in that case, we could slow down the amount of traffic in our. Yeah, we we lives definitely until a solution we definitely is could. found. We definitely could. We definitely could. And barbecuing and playing football is not about to slow anything down. You just about to put everybody's lives at risk until something gets figured out. Here's the part that confuses the the that confuses me and, and bewilders me at a point. We just talked about New Zealand earlier. There are other countries like that that shut down early. They were not playing about the shutdown. They said, we will enforce this shutdown by any means. And they did so, and they're back. They got their pizza party. America, if you want the pizza party known as sports, stop gathering in large groups. Start wearing masks. The belief in this, this, this almost insidious belief that personal freedom trumps everything else is literally going to drive you or drive this country to taking away <laughs> a lot of the things that we enjoy. It, it doesn't, like the logic, it just doesn't fly in the face. It just doesn't make sense. I it mean, just doesn't. my favorite thing about this entire thing was people being like, oh, they can't take away my freedom. If they keep me in the house, that's martial law. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, Maybe they do need to take away your freedom because y'all out here dying so you can go smoke some hookah on a Saturday. Like, it's not worth it. And now you... What do you even get from hookah? A headache? <laughs> you need to get high. Like, what are you... It's just... It, it's... It's... I'm... Like I said, I would love to have some good news here, but the Hall of Fame game has been canceled. We're going to have... Oh, I guess we do have some good news. We're going to have a guest on next week to talk about the cancellation of the Hall of Fame game. So we're, there's good news for your Facts Over Acts family. You there's wait good a week. News. You got to wait a week for it, but we got yeah, it. Wait a week. Like we always say, come back next week. You know, you're going to hear from them. But that's, it's, it's, I, because for me personally, not only has this thing affected people in my family, and I've seen, um, Nobody in my family has died from it, but uh, there have been some pretty serious health side effects and all that uh, from this thing. And that, even before that, I was like very concerned, but that was like, okay, bet. This is all we need to hear. This is all we need to hear. This is all we need to say. There's nothing else. There's nothing nothing to talk about. And even in seeing other folks' family because my my the members of my family who got it all got it right around the time where like it just seemed like everybody named mama was getting it. Right. It happened right around then, and it was just like okay, bet just then this, and so now to see these guys, to see everybody out here just like oh yeah, it's fine, it's whatever, it's you know it. Whew, we're gonna miss football season. We're not gonna have a football season because folks couldn't stay home. I truly believe if everybody followed the experts' advice, we might have basketball back right now. I honestly believe that. Yeah. Not saying we would have it with fans, because New Zealand has sports with fans already. I don't think we would be there if everybody stayed home. But I think we would at least have games. 
I think if everything least... got shut down altogether when it was supposed to, I think we'd be fine by now. We'd at least be able to do 50% capacity. Exactly. Exactly. But, but, here we are. America, freedom, <laughs> don't tread on me. Congratulations, you're treading on football. <laughs> Congratulations, you're treading on the NBA, you're treading on the NCAA. All, like, that's what's happening here. That's what's happening. We can continue to act like this thing is a farce, even though there's, I believe, 120,000 dead at this point. And even if we say that those numbers are inflated somehow, sure, we'll give you a half inflation rate. 60,000 people dead in, in, in three to four, maybe five months of it's one lot, thing, a lot of, of a communicable disease. Like, this isn't a hey, car accident. Hey, call me so, crazy. Call me crazy. But all the, all the historic events in the past... This is has to be up there with a lot of, like, I I, and I, I know I'm, I know it's not close, but I know a lot of people died during slavery. This has got to be up there with that. Like in that short amount of time, this has got to be up there with that. This is worse than it it, it de- definitely since the Spanish flu, which was like nineteen nineteen nineteen. Yeah, the Spanish flu was a, a bit more prolific of a killer than this one is, but I I think. I think that this one is just, it's its still a thing, you know? Like, this ain't Ebola where, like, it's super hard to transmit and, like, you it, it's almost like you got to go out of your way to, like, like okay, it's not like that. This is a thing, literally, touch a door. All right, so look, I don't, I, from between, I just read 1500 and 1900 was around the time Africans were kidnapped and enslaved. About two million Africans died during that four hundred years, and we're already at a hundred and twenty cases of deaths. That's just that's just twenty thousand, hundred twenty thousand. I mean, that's just the U.S. Though, if you're looking at worldwide, you're looking at that's what I'm saying. Hundred thousand deaths. Exactly what I'm saying. That's why I brought up the case like a, a event like slavery. Like these numbers are are ridiculous, and this is just. And it's of a preventable, of a, a very prevent. It's there is no way to like have a hundred percent certainty. That, oh yeah, nobody's gonna. There's no way to separate everybody by six feet and make us all sit perfectly still for two weeks. That's just not gonna happen. But man, if we could just listen a little, just a little, we would. <laughs> we're not gonna get our piece apart. And I, I know I said the pizza party analogy a thousand times, but damn it, I want my pizza. Damn it, I want my football. I want my football. And we just not going to get it. We not going to get it because people are going to keep on playing. It's wow. Wow. Like I said earlier, this was going to be a negative Nancy episode. I'm sorry to bring you so much negativity. Chris is sorry to bring you so much negativity. Josh I'm probably so sorry. Bringing you this level of negativity. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly but, fine. But um, we go. We listen. Like I said, we will have a guest on. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. By the way, feel free to to mention us on Twitter and tell us who you think is going to be the special guest. But like I said, we're going to have a special guest on to talk about the cancellation of the Hall of Fame game. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And um, we know y'all done had enough of us, but come on back next week. And the week after that, and the week after that, and the week after that, we might even have some good news one of those weeks. Take care, y'all. Yeah, enough.